Hello and welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus, I'm your host. Uh, we were going to do this live, we were going to do this on video, but due to some technical issues, uh, we've had to do this uh, old-fashioned, old-style way. So enjoy this show, it's a 1 to 11. Up the Arsenal. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. This is your Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus. We were meant to be doing this live uh, and in video, but uh, with lockdown and bandwidth and technology, uh, we've been resorted back to the old steam engine way. And we're using a platform that we used many years ago to record an audio version of um, this podcast. This podcast is uh, one of the 1 to 11s, uh, myself uh, and uh, Potsy. Uh, Potsy, how are you? Yeah, what's happening, Fergus? I'm good, man. The sun is shining. I've been out in the garden uh, trying to clean up my garden, to be fair. Cut the grass and do all that sort of thing. is so much better in the sunshine. So, yeah, man, I'm I'm happy as can be in terms of this lockdown, mate. Um, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I went and done all that task yesterday in the garden and uh, decided barbecue. I'll get the clean the outside of the barbecue and everything else. Uh, I made my own burgers this morning. They're on Twitter, at Essex Gunner. Uh, it's on Twitter. They they look and smell amazing. Went out to clean the barbecue off and all the griddle pan is all rusty. And I can't use the barbecue. So I've got eight beautiful quarter pounders and uh, no barbecue. Mm. Man, I've got a barbecue if you fancy coming to mine, Ferg. Uh, it's lo- it's <laughs> locked down. Stay home, stay safe, safe lives. <laughs> okay, also joining us, we have uh, Corey. Corey, uh, how are you? You've not used this platform before, have you? It's a it's a bit like the old steam engine rather than um, the internet, isn't it? <laughs> Brilliant. And introducing a new guest uh, to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, uh, Ash. Introduce yourself. Tell tell us a little bit about yourself and also the uh, podcast that uh, you're also on. Afternoon, lads. Um, yeah, lovely weather. Shame we can't all go out and drink and um, actually <laughs> experience it properly. Um, yeah, so my name's Ash. Um, I'm also from the um, Play On podcast in line with Beer Rap and Banter. So we do a fortnightly football show looking at lots of kind of things, um, but all three of us are Arsenal fans. So we don't we don't have an Arsenal bias, but if there's an Arsenal story, it tends to make the cut. Um, <laughs> so yeah, been doing that for about four or five months now. Um, Gunnar, um, yeah, and you guys will hear more about me and the players that I like in the next few, few, few minutes. Yeah, what we're going to do on this is um, we're doing it, doing it slightly different because the mm. two of you guys are well, all three of you are good mates, and yeah. um, uh, Dan said that yourself and uh, Corey wanted to do a one to eleven all time one to eleven Arsenal players. But because you're similar ages and went to the football at the same sort of time and everything else, that you're going to do a combined one. Are we okay with that, guys? Yeah, there's a couple of positions which I think um, we've got to we've got, we're going to be debating. That, <laughs> so maybe a case of you guys. That's good. That's good. That's what it's all about. Say. That's what it's all about. Um, can I ask first of all what formation you guys are doing? So we're going to kick it off with your formation. All right, Corey. All right, well, um, obviously, classic um, four at the back. Um, then we're going to have um, two centre midfielders. 
um, we're going to have a number 10. Because, mm. you know, I know the number 10 is dead, Dan. <laughs> but today, we're going to re- rejuvenate it, revive it, and have a number 10. And then we're going to have um, three up top. So you've gone for a 4-2-1-3. Yeah. Okay. We're attacking. We're going for it. We're going for it. So you, It's Wenger style. No defense. Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. Uh, we'll score more than you. You know, when you've got, when you've got this class of players, um, yeah. if you had all these class of players on the pitch, you really wouldn't need too much. Um... Okay. Okay. Uh, Corey, can I ask you who uh, you've both chosen to go in goal? We've both chosen David Seaman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, safe hands. Very much. And so. why? Why? I mean, David Seaman never never let us down. I can't I can't think of a time where um, you know, I watched him and he was like, Oh, for goodness sake, Seaman again. You know, he oh God. We've never we've never had to do that with him. Naeem, Naeem from the halfway line. <laughs> oh, come on, one, I was let gonna... it go, Fergus. Let it go, Fergus. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah, not even Mr. Manhattan could see that coming. All right, it was it was outlandish. You have to give the the player props in in, mm. in that in that mm. circumstance more so than fault the keeper. I think he's not the only keeper that's happened to. So we're not gonna we're not gonna count that one. Ash, do you, Ash, do you think it could be hair envy? Maybe like you know. Because the long time <laughs> everything else. I don't know. For, for me, it's weird because, like, definitely, Seaman was one of the easiest choices for this. Um, when I started kind of watching football, um, he was the keeper that I kind of saw. We have had other keepers. Um, I think Lehman was kind of in the talk for it as well. If you look at kind of like what Czech has maybe done for other clubs and how good a keeper he was, you'd maybe think about him. And he has had a hundred odd appearances for us, but for me, it has to kind of be David Seaman. Um, hair envy is a real thing because I have less hair than Corey has and Corey has less hair than David Seaman (laughs) (laughs) it's a real thing (laughs) right so we've got your keeper we're going to go we're going to go left back first of all okay Uh, Ash you go you go with the uh, the left back so again you can you can look at some good left backs who you've seen so Winterburn um, Silvino um, Clichy Kieran Gibbs less so um, but we kind of went for um, Ashley Cole um, I know he's not always seen in the best light with Arsenal fans um, considering how he left um, but when you factor in just his the time he was here the the way he kind of came into the team he had that loan spot at Crystal Palace and then he kind of came back forced himself into the team and he was a big part of what we did um, for a number of years so for me Ashley Cole he's my namesake but I'm a lot more likeable than him um, yeah, he's um, he's he's definitely the left back for for, for me. Do you have a gun, Ash? <laughs> Sorry, um... <laughs> you don't have to answer that question. You no. could incriminate yourself. No you comment. Know, so. <laughs> no comment. I got two actually. Um... Pam, pam. <laughs> uh, Corey, uh, can you give me your right back, please? Right back. Um... Little bit of a, a harder decision, but um, I've gone with Lauren, um, Lauren the Invincible. Um, you know, I was thinking of Dixon as well, um, but I just felt like Lauren just probably maybe gives a bit more, gave us a bit more going forward. I liked his um, tenacity, I liked his no nonsense 
approach. I like the fact that um, he was converted to that position, so he had a bit more to his game um, that he could add to that position. And, um, you know, again, he was an invincible, so you can't really fault him. Do you know what it is, Do you know what it is about, about that as well? Is, is one player that nobody ever mentions at right back, no one's picked him yet, is Bakary Sagna. Because when Bakary Sagna was... You talk Ooh. about consistency. I went for Lee Dixon personally, but Bakary Sagan never gets a mention, and I think that's kind of harsh because I know the players around him weren't at the same degree of quality. I think Lauren was in a defence which had Campbell, uh, Torrey, and Cole. Lee Dixon was part of the back four. Sagna was playing with some shocking defenders at times. I think Sagna was so consistently good that people just kind of he just went under the radar. So I kind of feel he deserves a mention, if I'm honest. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely kind of agree with them. I mean, my first pick was Oleg Luzhny. <laughs> no, that's a wind up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, Bakri Sagna, I do think he is a bit of kind of a forgotten hero. And he was third for me. Um, Dixon was definitely second. Um, but when I kind of thought about Lauren as well, there's a couple of moments. So actually, when I worked for a newspaper, I actually interviewed him. Um, and he's a really lovely guy. What he kind of came from to become a football player and to reach the elite level, he had so many hurdles in front of him. For him to get to that level, like re- his story was really kind of like poignant for me. And then I also go back to a massive moment in a North London derby when Henri's been injured. He wants to take the penalty. He's off the pitch. Who steps yep. up? And actually, like he rolls the ball down the middle of the park, at the, the middle of the goal. We go on to kind of like win, like re- remain invincible. Like he was again a bit like Sagna, someone who was really underrated, but he was a, he was a top football player, like a really mm. good footballer. And actually, sometimes I feel like we you can go for Dixon, but more for my generation, he's been the best right back that I've 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 seen us have. The best goal that Lauren scored, in my opinion, was the one against Chelsea in the FA Cup semis oh, yes. at Stamford Bridge. Do you remember that? Where he yeah, cut in yeah. on his left and then buried it to the bottom left corner. That for me, and we went on to win it that year. You know, yeah. and, uh, that was the best goal he scored for me. Class. Yeah, you know, my, my thing with Sagna, I, get, I agree with everything you're saying. What sort of held him back for me in terms of being that, you know... It's the hair again. <laughs> number one, the hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. But two, like, he was... That, that goal that you mentioned, it's like, it, that was something like that was such a rarity for Sagna, even for him to sort of cut in and, and do something a bit different as opposed to just whipping in uh, a low cross that never beat the first man. That was the thing that kind of held him back for me. Going forward, he was just, he was very one-dimensional. I, you just knew exactly what he was going to do, and it didn't work. And he'd do it time and time and time again, and he didn't really add much like invention to his play. Um, so that's kind of like why I don't I, I don't put him like up there with mm. fair one. I'd agree with, with that. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. It's just someone. It's just um, someone I mentioned. But um, yeah, your centre back pairing. You got over gone for a centre back pairing, both of you. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yes. Uh, Campbell is the first pick. Um, again, he wasn't with us. He was only with us from about like five years. Um, but in that time, what he kind of helped us go on to become. Um, he won a double in his first season. Obviously, everyone knows where he came from. Um, it was a ma- I mean, the the fact that he kind of came and won the league in the first season. There's, 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 there's. You can throw like your middle finger up at a Spurs fan. And then that just adds the polish to it. So, yeah, that was really and good. And it's the and way also, he done it. It's the way he done <laughs> this it. Is, yeah, the way he done it as well. Say, no, no, no. I'm I'll staying. Never do that. I'm staying. <laughs> I'll go to Barcelona. No, I'm See staying. Ya. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I just think 
And I actually think it's quite criminal that he didn't get maybe some of the accolades because he's an, he's an exceptional footballer, a world-class football player. And I think sometimes he only gets looked at as oh, the person who went from um, Tottenham to Arsenal and he was just like a good Premier League player. He was outstanding. Like for England in tournaments, he was always one of the best players. Um, he's just a colossus, an absolute colossus. And he really kind of reinvigorated our back line. Um, it, was, it was always good, but just adding his physicality and then obviously he went on to kind of lead that back line um, in 2004. So yeah, um, an excellent player for me. Um, uh, Corey, who's your second centre-back? <sighs> my second centre-back, I just, I've really like debated this one a lot in my mind. Um, I've, sometimes I think Torre, sometimes Koscielny comes into it, but I think we have to go with um, Mr. Captain. Tony Adams. Mm. Um, although I don't think Adams and Campbell would have made like the perfect pairing, just you can't leave him out. You know, he's somebody that um, <clears throat> really embodied what Arsenal was about at one at one point in time. Really embodied what a captain is supposed to be about. Never let us down. Was there for us in key moments. Um, super consistent. Um, you know, um, helped other players on and off the pitch basically things that we're severely lacking in the team now. Um, so, you know, having that lacking in the team now means that I couldn't not have him in in my ultimate 11. So, um, Tony Adams. Did either of you consider Paramatisaka, the BFG? Um, no, no, I didn't. He he's, he's, he's up there as an amazing centre-back. But I always thought that even with him and Koscielny, I would always have taken Koscielny over him. I just think Koscielny, I think Koscielny is excellent. I think he he really is an outstanding um, centre back. For ten years, he he was with us. Mm. Um, I remember Birmingham, I just, Martin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> again, within with like within our team, there's going to be moments where you want to throttle every single player. Like even like when we'll, we'll get onto like um, our forward line a bit later on, a certain Frenchman, Champions League final. Like, you want to wring his neck. So, yeah, I can think of other times in other players that you really want to wring their neck. But um, he was in he was in my thoughts. And Colo, yeah, Colo was was, was, was really good. Um, but now, nah, for me, it was going to be either Koscielny or Adams. But obviously, Captain Captain Arsenal had to had to take it. So, Ash, who are you putting up, up one of your pairings in the midfield then? Okay, so I'm going to take... Um, I'll stay. I'll stay French. I'll let Corey have the other guy. Um, so I'm going for Patrick. I'm going for Patrick Vieira, um, the the man, the legend. Um, we talk about what he done on the pitch, but still, some of my favorite memories are just him sticking into to Roy Keane and <laughs> really just just like embodying our fighting spirit. So, but then I think that's doing him a disservice because the the one thing that people always talk about is you know his pace, his power, those physical kind of attributes. But he was such an intelligent football player. Like he, re- as much as we talk about other people being the brains, he was the brains of the Arsenal team for a while. Yeah, he could be do his rampaging runs. Yeah, he could kind of knock the ball over your head, and he would score really important goals. But just he was constantly talking to players. He was kind of like saying we should be doing this. He was driving us forward, not just physically, but also like like mentally and in terms of like determination. And yeah, he he became our captain. His legs started to go towards the end, and obviously when he came back for Juve. Um, the partner actually ran rings around him, but still, the what he gave us, yeah, yeah, Patrick Vieira is was one of the easiest decisions to put in his team. Mm. 
I think everyone puts him in the team. And yeah, do you know of course. why? Because in 15 years that he's left us now, we still haven't replaced him. It's absolute crazy to think that we still haven't had a player anywhere near as good as Patrick Vieira. You know, we've made do with players like Song, Coquelin, Denilson. How many of these players have we just made do with? They've got nowhere near Patrick yeah. Vieira. And that's because I don't think anybody in the world has either. You know, mm. he was that good. Mm. Totally agree. Corey, go on. Who's the second one? Um, Cesc Fabregas. Um, probably, you know, one of the most classiest, most naturally talented midfielders that Arsenal ever had. Um, you know, we saw from a young age, from when he was what, like 16 coming into the team, um, that he was, he was special. He was like running rings around much more seasoned professionals and, um, I, for one, thought that he would go on to become like the best midfielder in the world. I'm talking better than Xavi and Iniesta. I thought his talent, his his ceiling of um, potential was was that high. Um, and maybe if he stayed with us, he he might have um, he might have got there. But whilst he was with us, um, he you know he showed us, and he was the orchestra of some of like the best football that we've seen at Arsenal. So for me impossible to leave out yeah definitely. and um him going on strike did that not influence your uh decision a little i'm picking this team purely on footballing talent and ability mm. and what they what they achieved on the pitch you know a lot of footballers are like <laughs> idiots you know they're yep. young men they, a lot has come to them very quickly um you know they're millionaires you know before they turn 30 you know, you can't you can't always expect people of this age to you know act accordingly and you know and be you know super professional. No, I I I I was only asking the question. I actually listened to his uh, recent podcast uh, that Arsblog done with him, and it was absolutely riveting to listen to. I really enjoyed mm. it. Um, you can see that he's got the club at heart. Uh, and you can see he was hurt by some stuff that went on at the club. But let's not get into that too much. Uh, Corey, who and he, is your he number wanted 10? to come back. As, he wanted to come back as well, didn't he? Um, he, did. he did. Yeah, he wanted to come he back before he went Chelsea. He did. He did. He did. He did. Yeah. He did. Corey, you going with your number ten? Number ten. All right. So I'm going with Dennis Bergkamp. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> oh. I'm so glad you didn't go somewhere else. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Dennis Bergkamp. I'm not going to go on too much because I want Ash to to talk about him as well. But again, same sort of similar what I echoed um, about Cesc Fabregas. One of the most talented players to ever pull on the shirt. Just natural Mm. talent. Showed us some of the best football we've ever seen. Give us some of the best moments. Um, you can't leave him out. I, I I feel lucky and blessed to have have him played at a club that I support. Um, Ale Ash. Yeah, com- completely. And I think having also read his book, which is one of the best books I've read in football. Really, probably, I couldn't get uh, past chapter busted. two. I fell asleep every time. I got <laughs> the coif years, and that was about it. Oh it's no, awful. no, 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 no. No, no, it's not. It's an, it's an amazing book. Trust me. Stick with it. Um, and I just think how they do it is slightly different to what I expected. So you really kind of get a feel of where he, where he went, what his kind of I like, um, it, yeah. yeah, like what his, um, kind of like stim, stimulants were and even like kind of unpicking some of the stuff. Like obviously he couldn't fly. There are certain games where we kind of needed him and he wasn't there. So another kind of ring your neck moment, but 
when I think about some of the things that he's done, I mean, the goal he scored against Newcastle to this mm. day is probably my Best favorite ever, goal. Um, and whenever people say, oh, did he mean it? I'm like, this is Dennis Burkamp. Really? Like the hat trick against Leicester. Um, even the some of like his goals when he first kind of came, I think he scored, was it a brace against Southampton, which was one of the best braces that you're likely to kind of see. He's just, and again, we talk about, we spoke about kind of um, Vieira being the brains and stuff like that as well. Obviously, like we were lucky to have so many like amazing, like subliminal footballers, like not just technically excellent, but actually like real, really good subliminal footballers. So yeah, um, an, an absolute pleasure to have him in the team. The people say, did, did he mean it? Just look back at replays yeah. of that. What watch if you can watch just in real time, you can just see the genius that is Dennis Burkham, and he's a gentleman as uh, as well. My wife mm. was fortunate enough to be on the balcony in ninety eight uh, when mm. after the ninety seven ninety eight double winning year and met Petit and um, Burkham at the town hall in is- Islington as she worked for the uh, St John's ambulance and said he was a tr- a true gentleman. He wasn't your typical sort of footballer, but Wow, what a footballer. Best player to wear the shirt, mate, without a doubt. One off, one off, definitely. Yeah, one off. So we've got three up front. Uh, Who wants to go first? Um, Ash, since you you go first on this one, yeah. I'll start with, personally, my favourite Arsenal player. Um, He's not the best, but he's my my favourite. He's on the left, and he goes by the name of Robert Perez, who I literally just fell in love with. he plays a position that I played as a footballer. So I, I always looked at him to kind of get some lessons and to work out what I should be doing and, and runs. And I just think the the height he hit the season that he kind of done his knee. So 2001, 2002 was just exceptional. Like he deserves to be player of the year. I actually think his injury had a really negative effect on France's defence of the World Cup as well. Um, the fact that he was injured... And then obviously Zidane got injured. They, they, they got knocked out really early. I think he was as crucial to that team as Zidane was at, at that point because the football he was playing was outstanding. Crucial goals. Um, a lot of people talk about, you know, you need your winger to score 15 to 20 goals a season. He was doing that in, he was doing that in the, in the early, in the early noughties when it wasn't like the thing to do. Um, and like, um, such a player. Oh. The, 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 the penalty he won against Port, uh, Portsmouth. I mean, it was a bit of creative license there. <laughs> like we said, he, 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 was, he wasn't perfect. I mean, yeah, it was a bit funny. And also, I'll never forget, do you remember the penalty that him and Omri yes. tried to do when he tried to pass it and he completely messed it up? But he scored 84 goals. I, I watch his I watch his goals, his Arsenal goals on, um, on YouTube maybe like twice a year. And it always just reminds me of just how outstanding a player he was. And my favourite Perez goal... Well, he played the pass to Burkamp for the, that unbelievable goal, but the goal against Aston Villa, where he lobbed Schmeichel yeah. in his in his six yard box, ridiculous footballer, absolutely ridiculous. Do you know the Do you know the other goal that was great was the the start the first game of the forty nine unbeaten season against Southampton, where he yes. literally is oh, out on the him. left and he just lobs the keeper from pretty much the halfway line the way that it comes. Mm. I think it's well, Jalen Samuel kind of hits. Hat-trick, yeah, he scored yeah, a hat trick that day. Yeah, he scored a hat trick. Pennant scored Pennant scored a hat trick as well. But that's and that's the, the thing that I think sometimes we forget that like cup finals he scored against Southampton two thousand and three. Like in the big yeah. in the big moment, sometimes when like our other big Frenchman didn't turn up, Perez would turn up. So yeah, what a player! What an absolute player! 
Anything to add on that, Corey? Or do you want to go straight into your uh, other, uh, the right-sided um, forward? No, um, that, I mean, yeah, I said it all. Um, amazing player. Um, this, yeah, this incredible. Again, vital to the Invincible season. Um, linked up so well with all the other players. Like, yeah, a great, great buy by um, Arsene Um Okay, the other side. Well, I'm going to take a player that didn't play there a lot, but he has played there. But I had to, I had to, I have to get him in the team. Um, and that is, and this is where me and Ashley disagree. So we're going to have to come back to this position. Um, Alexis Sanchez. Um, I mean, you look at his records, you look at um, what the impact that he had and what we had achieved um, in, in comparison to the, the, the previous years that he wasn't with us, um, the FA Cups, that 2016-17 season where he scored 24 Premier League goals, um, 30 all in all, um, 18 assists all in all, um, vital goals. He was a clutch player. He was worked tirelessly, just our most energetic player that we might have ever have had. Um, you know, some people might not have him, but but I do. I for me, he's he he made me. Um, love Arsenal again he made me excited about Arsenal again and um for that you know he's got he's got to go in my team it's an interesting one isn't it you know it is an interesting one with Sanchez because I'm not going to say who I put in my team just in case it's the same as Ashley's but Mm. what I will say is he was the best player by a long way at Arsenal when he was there like by a long way he was out above head and shoulders above the rest and it, you look at it now and think he probably was if you look at all of our wide players he probably was in that position the best so I can see why Corey's gone with that um, I spoke to Lee Judges the other day and he was say, saying that he would have to put him in now and he's changed his mind and it's kind of made me think about changing my mind I think he's, he was that good for us it's just the way that he left I think frustrated everybody but it doesn't t- take away his quality I, I, so. I, to be honest the quality of the player was fantastic I think he was yeah. overplayed over keen to play for his country he played continuously for about four and a half, five years. Didn't have any summer breaks or anything like that. And by the time the snake uh, went to Man United, um, uh, you know, he he's a busted flush at that stage. Mm. Ash, who would you have put in that place instead of the snake? Well, um, speaking of the snake, <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going from arguably maybe even a bigger snake, depending on how you sit. So I'm going for Robin Van Persie. The little boy inside him. <laughs> i tell you the reason why. Um, I'm looking right now at Arsenal's... a number 20, you know, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at Arsenal's all-time leading um, goal scorers. And eighth on the list is Robin Van Persie. In eight years, he scored 132 goals in 278 games for us. And I don't think we can ever forget just how... He, we talk about Sanchez maybe not having a team to support him. I think that's even more of a case for Van Persie. If you think about the team that we went through, remember he was at the end of the Invincibles. He came 2004, so he would have been around the Invincible teams. We never put a team around him that gave him the opportunity to kind of challenge. The moment he did he go to the team to challenge, he won the league. Mm, but he still, he still played 278 games in, 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 in eight years. And he scored a lot of goals. Like he was, he was an exceptional football player. Like we can't, we can't doubt this. He was, he was That's good true. enough to be, to be in the the Invincibles squad. 
and he got games and then he became the leader of us. He was our captain. He scored 30 goals that season. That, that got us to third place. Um, remember, he played in the 8-2, which was that same season. He could have just said, like, around him was step on us. Um, who was the other guy? The, the Brazilian um, Santos was uh, there. Santos. Yeah, like, that team was absolutely, like, horrible. And actually, I, I kind of feel a little bit sorry for him because I felt like he wanted to stay. But what, what, like, what, what were we putting around him? to allow him to achieve some of the dreams that he wanted to. He gave us seven years of good service beforehand. And he said, listen, I need, I need better players. He done, he, he done his job. And I think at points, we let him down as a club because we didn't maybe put the right players around him. For him to only, for him to only, for him to only maybe like win one FA Cup off the back of the Invincibles is a cry and shame for someone of his talent. Um, I know he doesn't actually play to the right, but I just think he started there for us. That left peg was just an absolute wand. Again, we, when we talk about the quality of goals that he scored, it's just it's it's ridiculous. And I think he 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 has to go in for me over Sanchez. Do you see, do you see why? Do you see why I, I disputed though what he said? He doesn't play on the right. I kind of feel like it's cheating <laughs> no. to to have him yeah over or like to, alongside the, the 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 guy we haven't spoke about yet. Who you know I'm sure we we'd all pick. I think it's got to be one or the other. I don't think you could be like, mm. okay, I'm just going to slide him out to the right because that's that's not. He didn't play. He wasn't a wide player. He was. Well, I am. But he he I, he, st- he he started. I am as a wide frustrated player. with both of you to be fair because you're going to leave out one of the best strikers ever that's played the game in Arsenal. So I don't know how you boys have decided that. You've, you've, <laughs> you've, you've done yours, Dan. Keep, keep out of it. Keep out of it. No, I'm not yeah, saying names. Okay, I'm not okay. saying names. Hold on. No, but you know what? Like Potsy, don't get it twisted. It's 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 tricky because, like you said, I, I know who you're talking about, and he's second on the list. Um, and it's just it's really really it's really <laughs> difficult because. I'm thinking There's about somebody else on my I'm... list that I'm thinking of as well. Eduardo. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, poten- potential. I know the one that... that, that, that um, uh, what a finisher, though. What a finisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His finishing yeah. was like something yeah. else. Yeah. Ice cold. Yeah. Right, who are, you, who are you going up top then? There's Ash, only one. you go, go on. There's only one. Um, I talk about, yeah, King 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 Thierry, um, our leading goal scorer, Arguably, like our our best player. I know people say Burkamp, but I remember this this young man coming in in um, 1999 as a winger from Juve. Yeah, he had some potential, but who thought he'd score 228 goals for us? And then to kind of come back and also have that little that little flourish where he scored um, the goal against Leeds, Leeds on his Sunderland. return, oh. and then the Sunderland goal as well. Um, yeah, I mean, he's an, just a, a complete legend for us. Um, just completely changed the way how the Premier League is even play football. Like they didn't know what to do with him, how to mark him. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a crap pundit though. Like let's let, let's put it out there, he's a rubbish pundit. But yeah, to me, probably the best player who's ever played in the Premier League. So, Corey, anything to say about Mister Vavavoom, the Hand of Frog? <laughs> <laughs> let it go, man. Let it go. No, nope. Jesus. <laughs> He was he was something else. He was I know like um, Ronaldo, the the original Ronaldo was had the the, the nickname Phenomenon. But uh, mm. you know I got to apply that to Thierry as well. He's now when we're talking about a player that just has everything. And it, remember yeah. how much pace he had. Like nobody was catching him um, in a leg race. The pace, you know, he he's 
added something to football. You know, when we when we see certain players take certain types of shots now, we say, oh, that was Henri-esque. You know, all mm. the pundits do it because he has added something to the game of football. He's not just, he wasn't somebody that just came and did well and exited, you know. He um, is the epitome of what a legend is. Um, he gave us mm. his best years, gave us like scintillating football. Um, best player that I've seen live. Um, yeah, he's just, he's just everything that, um, that he embodied like what Arsene Wenger was trying to do as well. He was like the perfect, perfect striker for Arsene Wenger to have to, to play the type of football that he wanted to. Um, unstoppable, unplayable. He should have won the Ballon d'Or over Ronaldinho, even though Ronaldinho is one of my favourite players. But, you know, mm. in terms of what he achieved that year, he, he should have he should have won a Ballon d'Or. Um, yeah, just like goal. Mm. And, just in, and, just, and just to add to that, I think we talk about like his goals and stuff like that. He would put up like 15 or 20 assists every season. Easy. Like he, Easy. like he take up, he take our corners. Like he'd be wide on the left and he'd play like a, a 40 yard pass onto an on running Freddie Lundberg or, or Bobby Perez or, or Burkamp or Vieira. Like he was such a creative force as well. And I think we spoke, I mean, all three players are in, but Cole, Perez, Henri on that left hand channel was just an absolute nightmare. And he, I look at some of the teams now. They've tried to recreate that. Like Man City have tried to recreate that. Liverpool tried to recreate that. Like he was just he was he was the fulcrum of what we needed to kind of do. He was he was that little bit of magic that as much as the players were good and we had like some amazing players, he just he elevated us to just a slightly higher level. And yeah. Yeah, Thierry. And this yeah, and the swagger in which he did it as well. Oh, like, can yeah. you name me another player aside from maybe Ibrahimovic that has went about his business with that much swagger like crazy no one you know even like, i remember that free kick you know where the referee made him take it is that, enough? Is, is that enough is that enough yeah you know things like that is that's that super cool you know any girl that i was seeing at the time you know <laughs> <laughs> you know um you know like so we're talking like top footballer like sex yeah. symbol like yeah. swagger guys wanted to be him girls wanted to be with him um <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's funny about that though and you know what i think a testament to him as well is the amount of opposition fans that actually loved him like yes. you, you couldn't you, you couldn't hate him you could hate him like even even if he scored a hat-trick against you you just look at it and just be like damn he's too good what about that and game I at think... portsmouth where he got applauded off the pitch by the yeah. portsmouth fans we won 5-0 yeah, I mean, mm. again, it's just there's just certain things where you were just you were just witnessing greatness in front yeah. of you for those for those kind of like four or five years. He just was just so good, a Rolls Royce of a player. So I, yeah. I I can't I can't disagree at all as an Arsenal player as a friend uh, as an Arsenal player, true legend, a hero of mine. Mm. If I met him, I don't know if I could talk to him. Oh, um, don't say it. Don't but, say it. You know, Dublin. France should not have been in that championship. Ireland should have gone oh, through the hand, no, the no. hand of frog. Right, listen. Let's go through. <laughs> let's go through um, your side in goal. You got Seaman. You got a back four of Lauren, Campbell, Adams, and Cole. You've then got Vieira and Fabregas uh, in the midfield. And number ten. Thank God you went for Bergkamp. Um, and then you got Bobby Perez and Thierry Henry up top. With a debate mm-hmm. over whether it should be Alexis Sanchez or How Robert Van Persie. This? So it's a cobra or a python. 
<laughs> Man, do you know what? I'm still gutted that these two snakes have got ahead of Ian Wright. He's the reason that I support football club, man. Jesus. Now, I, I do want to give a strong, strong, strong yeah, mention, yeah, yeah. honourable mention to Ian Wright. I'm with you, Dan. He's the reason why I even got into, like, started watching football. And he's definitely the reason why I started um, supporting Arsenal. Um, mm. I saw this guy at Crystal Palace and... I think, you know, back then, I think football had a, a few more characters. Um, now we have, like, none whatsoever. But back then we had a few. And Arsenal, you know, you had, like, a, you had a Paul Merson, you had a Tony Adams. You had guys that I think a lot of football fans could relate to. But me growing up as, like, uh, a young black boy on an estate, um, I didn't see too many that, that, you know, I really felt a connection with. Mm. Um, but when I saw Ian Wright, like it was instant and the, the man's charisma and his and obviously his, his footballing ability and everything just like captivated me and it didn't let go and um and from that you know he was just my favorite player right up until he retired all through like west ham celtic you know i just yeah. I've, I've watched every game that he featured in I love the guy, man. Love the guy. No, I, right, he was I, wicked. I loved him. When we were playing that uh, trailer, Olympiacos, and he came out, he was pundit, uh, he was doing some pundit work, and he came out afterwards, all the players been held back for 70, all the, sorry, the, the fans been held back for 70 minutes, and he comes out and he waves to them and goes, I love you guys. He, mm. Ian Wright is one of us, Thierry Henry is one of us, Bobby Perez is one of us, Burkamp is one of us. Vieira and Sesk are also one of us. Campbell, unsure, I think so. I think, you know, Tony Adams, definitely one of us. Ashley Cole, well, who knows. Uh, Lauren, <laughs> Simonis, guaranteed. Van Persie and Sanchez are not. Cobra versus... Can I just say one thing can, about Ian Wright? How we can decide this, though, I suppose, is me and Fergus can get involved. Because I think if I had to, out of those two... I would just go with Sanchez, just, oh. just because I think that in that team I, I would go with Sanchez. So Ferg, over to you, mate. I'd probably go the other way. Mm. Oh no! Thank you, Ferg. <laughs> no, but hold on, hold on. Two, two things, two things. First and foremost, Ian Wright. Just even down to him having a gold tooth. Like you don't understand. Like my family members, like similar, <laughs> similar. I'm another, I'm another like young black boy. Like my, 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 like my dad had a gold tooth. So I was, I was like, huh? And he was the only football player had a, who had a gold tooth. I was like, this is cool. And my first game was, um, we were, it was 93 and it was Villa came to visit us and he scored a goal. Um, he got disallowed for offside and he was literally dancing right in front of me and he was doing like the bogle in front of me. And I was like, this guy is the ultimate <laughs> legend. It got ruled out. They ended up winning one nil Villa, which was really annoying. Tony Daly scored, but just that moment just encapsulates. Ian Wright, like he was just for the fans. Everything was about entertainment. And actually, like I really wanted to put him in. But if I think about players who I saw a lot of and players who really had just completely blown my mind, I look at that team and I say to myself, you know what? This is more the team of my generation than the team that I can really stay. Yeah. Yeah, that's Because there's, there's great players who I've missed. Like, for instance, like Liam Brady was an amazing player. Yeah. If you go back to like kind of going back to like, say, Dixon was amazing. Um, there's other legends who I know, but I didn't really see much of them. Um, and there's a couple of other honourable mentions in terms of like Santi Cazorla in the middle of the park. I think he was an absolute yeah. legend. Um, Gilberto Beast. was amazing for us as well. Emmanuel Petit done really big things for us. Um, there are other, yeah, Fred, like Freddie Lundberg, even Overmars in his short stint. Um, 
there's a there's a number of players who you can kind of look at and say, yo, you guys are amazing players. But when I look at the team that I've put out, they're the guys that excite me the most. And just to make one other point on Robin Van Persie, I know it's easy to put Sanchez in there, and I, and and I get that. But just remember the artistry of Robin Van Persie. That's my like he was a he was a sublime player, and he was good enough. To, to basically like bang out with the best the best players that that that, that we've ever had so that's my last kind for, of push. for for me uh, the only reason I go um uh Van Persie is uh, that Charlton goal so guys it has been fantastic Ash has been great uh, listening to you uh, for the first time on Guns and Yellow Ribbons uh Potsy and Corey uh, as always thanks very much for joining us Um, You have been listening to an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Please, everybody, we're in this lockdown. Please do stay home. Stay safe. You know, let's try and save some lives. We're going out there. We will be allowed out soon, but not just now. Take it easy. Up the Arsenal. Up the Arsenal. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons and remember to rate and review us too.